When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Alrighty, welcome to a really surprising edition of the Celtics Lab Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Tuptabai. It's the middle of the night, and we're joined by Jack Simone of Celtics Blog, of Bulls Wire, of Pain and Suffering, to help us break <laughs> it all down. Jack, initial thoughts on... Well, hold on, let me let me set the table for the trade for anyone who, who is new to this, but um, good to see you again. So... It's 115 on the East Coast. This is what we know so far. Boston is getting Chris Tapp's Porzingis, the 25 pick in tonight. Now tonight's draft, mm. and a future first. The Memphis Grizzlies are getting Marcus Smart. And the Washington Wizards are getting for the number 35 pick in the draft, Tyus Jones, Danilo Gallinari, and Mike Muscala. That could change. The, the ink isn't dry on the deal, but that's what we know right now. At the very least, Marcus Smart is headed to Memphis and Kristaps Porzingis is headed to Boston. Jack, how are you and what do you think? Yeah. Uh, personally, like from a personal perspective, I hate it. It's terrible. It's the end of the world. This is awful. It's especially under the like the fact that it was almost Malcolm Brogdon and Gallinari for Porzingis, the fact that it turned into Marcus Smart for Porzingis is just terrible, and I, I dislike it. From a purely like basketball, trying to be objective and take the off-the-green-glasses perspective, it's pretty good value, right? Like, like as much as Celtics fans love Marcus Smart and as much as he means to the Celtics team, like Porzingis is objectively the better player, now you could we can argue and, and talk about how he's not as good of a fit. You you're missing Smart's leadership, his defense, blah blah blah. But like one to one, Porzingis is a better player. You also add the 25th pick, which like in a pretty stacked draft class, going from 35 to 25 is a fairly big deal, especially when you consider that 25th pick is going to be on a cost controlled contract for four years, which under the new CBA is probably a great uh, deal. You get 2024 first as well, which is via the Warriors from Memphis. So it's the Warriors first round pick. It's top four protected, I believe, for Brian Robb or, or Adam Himmelsbach. I forget which one of those reported that protection. Um, so you get two firsts in the deal as well. You send out 35 and Marcus for Porzingis and two firsts. Like from that perspective, it's good. But it, like crazy, like Marcus Smart is no longer Celtic. That that like doesn't feel like a real thing. Yeah, that was pretty concise. I mean, if it wasn't a team that I happen to root for or a person, like, let's just get this out of the way. Marcus Smart is fun to root for because he hustles. Awesome. Not, he's a really good person. And, like, I I root for him as a person. And it seems like he really loved the city of Boston. I mean, he has a basketball camp uh, slated to, to take place in Boston in, like, a week. Yeah. Um, so shelving all of that, I think you're right. It's a really smart trade. They turned Marcus Smart, who is an imperfect uh, quasi-point guard, 
and turn it into a former all-star and two first-round picks. It, it It is smart and abstract, and when you layer in the new CBA, which every team is going to be affected by, like this isn't Boston being cheap, this is Boston being proactive. Um, it, it is a really smart deal. The, the things that make me feel icky are, yes, I like Marcus Smart. I think your point that a few hours ago was just Malcolm Brogdon for Chris Stapps, Porzingis for the Celtics, practically straight up, which is a really smart deal as well. I also swapping Mark Smart, who's just like a good and and wonderful man for Chris Stapps, Porzingis, who maybe is a good man, but definitely has a complicated past to mm. put it very mildly. Just stinks. I guess not, it doesn't feel good. It's It's hard to ignore that for me. Um, so I, yeah, the, the deal, again, if I was analyzing it from a team that I had less or fewer emotional ties to, I think, I think I would say it was a good, it's a good deal all around. Boston gets, you know, a quasi big three and some mm. draft capital. Washington gets Tyus Jones and some expiring contracts. And nothing. And, <laughs> and yeah, but it was, it's more than they were going to get to us. Yeah. And Memphis gets... I mean, uh, upgrading Bain to Marcus Smart is just phenomenal if you're Memphis. So, yeah, I I like it for the basketball teams. I just, uh, I, I'm sure you were on your phone too, like waiting to write or podcast, assuming it was just going to be a Porzingis deal. So seeing the smart yeah. stuff come through was just like a shot in the backbreaker in, in the jaw. Yeah, for feel backbreaker. And, and in fact, I'm keeping my phone open. It just in case the, the details of the trade eventually come through. Me too. Yes. <laughs> so um, to that end, we can, we can only say so much because we don't know everything about the deal. And we also, the draft is tomorrow night. And depending on what happens, whether Boston makes a deal or uh, uses that 25th pick, we'll know a little bit more about what they're thinking. But I have a few things I want to pick your brain about. First of all, what do you think happens with Malcolm Brogdon? He has to be traded, right? You can't like I we were talking to Sam about this. We were recording how about them Celtics, which we put out, like tried to speed it out there, but it's like he's still gonna have value. Sam tried to make the point that like the fact that everyone knows the Celtics want to trade him now could tank his value. I don't think it'll take it to the point where he has nothing. I, I also think it anything you now get back from Malcolm Brogdon is gonna feel bad because you could have had Porzingis and kept Marcus. You know what I'm saying? Like they're not gonna get a Marcus Smart back for Brogdon, and they're also not gonna get a Porzingis unless they pull off some magic, which I suppose Brad has done in the past, so maybe. But it feels like <sighs> Brogdon can't be back now that you you've you've traded him and and also like you can still trade brogdon for forward help because you have Derek white and peyton pritchard like it's not like you don't have a starting caliber guard like the big thing with the celtics was they just had three starting caliber guards and so maybe it's overkill to trade two of them but even if they trade malcolm brogdon and don't get a guard back you still have a starting caliber guard and a backup caliber guard in white and pritchard respectively which is more than some teams can say about the rotations anyways uh, and then you add in the fact that there could be some decent backup or third string guards for the minimum in free agency that they could pick up. Like the, there's there's a solid class there. You've got like, uh, I mean, off the top of my head, I know Javon Carter's a free agent. He could demand more, but like that's somebody you could look at for a backup guard. Uh, Chris Paul, obviously now, like if they trade Brogdon, there's a big opening for that. If he wants to come here and be the starting or backup point guard on the Celtics. Um, 
And then obviously it opens up minutes for Peyton Pritchard. And then in the free agency market, you still have guys like a Corey Joseph and Ish Smith. Like you have, there, there's guys who can come in and be a third string guard, right? Like that, the, the bar is not that high. Um, I just don't see a world where Brogdon is back on this team after all the smoke came out. And he was li- literally like, he he had one foot in, in LA this morning or this afternoon. And now I, I don't think he comes back. I mean, according to Woj, this deal only fell apart at like 10, 15 Eastern. So it's crazy. His bags were packed well into the night. Um, mm-hmm. You said enough just now that I actually, I'm going to do an ad read before I say everything I have to say about Malcolm Brogdon. So let me pause the action and talk about our friends over at FanDuel. Baseball season is in full swing and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because right now, new customers can get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's up to $1,000 back in bonus bets. If your first bet doesn't win, just go to fanduel.com slash Boston to join today. And I'm supposed to riff about baseball, but the Red Sox lost and I'm reminded that they stink. And <laughs> maybe the Celtics stink. And so uh, I'm, I don't have anything smart or slick to say other than it stinks being a Red Sox fan right now. Anyways... <laughs> Maybe uh, you can shelve your emotions and you want to get in on the action. So don't miss your chance to snag a no sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash Boston to sign up. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. You must be 21 and present in Massachusetts. First online real money wager only. $10 deposit is required. Refunds are issued as a non-withdrawable bonus bet that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Hope is here. Gambling helpline ma.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support. Play it smart from the start. Call or go to gamesensema.com or call 1-800-GAME. Sorry, 1-800-GAM-1234. It's it's late. Okay, Brogdon. First of all, the toothpaste doesn't go back in the tube. If uh, I'm a high school teacher during the day, if they told me that I had to go teach high school in Lexington, I mean in Los Angeles, and then they were like, just kidding, you could stay in Lexington. I'd be like, mm, I don't think you want me here. So <laughs> I don't really know what Brogdon thinks about that. I also, for what it's worth, like I don't think Brogdon if just like fills Marcus Sparks' shoes, certainly does not yeah. do so on defense, but uh, on offense, it's they're, they're different players. Um, and what's sticking with me, and I guess there's conflicting reports, so according to uh, Mark Stein, the Clippers had injury concerns about Mar- uh, Malcolm Brogdon, and that's why they didn't want to proceed with the deal. The way that Adrian Wojnarowski posed it was Boston moved ahead because the Clippers were getting cold feet, which kind of sounds like a, a Boston twist on the Clippers saying this dude might be too injured. Um, Brogdon came out today, according to Jared Weiss of The Athletic, saying he's optimistic he doesn't need surgery. But that doesn't mean it doesn't mean surgery. And if the clip, if you're too injured to play for the Clippers, that's a pretty serious red flag. So <laughs> I guess I, I, I don't have an answer on Brogdon insofar as like, I don't think he can come back interpersonally or professionally or even from a basketball perspective. But I don't think they're going to turn around and be able to trade him for Kristaps Porzingis again if everyone thinks he's no. super injured. I mean, to your point, and then I want to talk about Grant. There's a world where we do the math. Um, say it's Javon Carter, just for the sake of argument. They 
do a sign and trade for Javon Carter for Brogdon. And then it's Smart and Brogdon went out and Javon Carter, Chris Tapps, Brzingis, and two firsts come back. The like input output machine, I can say, oh, successful offseason, but I'm not holding my breath that there is like a dynamite Malcolm Brogdon trade about to come. Okay. Um, the numbers are a little iffy because we're operating off of a, a different trade, but basically, if Boston doesn't re-sign Grant Williams, they'll avoid uh, the second apron and they'll be able to use the $5 million taxpayer mid-level exception. If they sign Grant Williams, I'm pretty sure they'll hit the second apron no matter what, unless they sign him to like $8 million. Like they, unless he takes a huge discount, it's either sign Grant Williams and go through the second apron or get rid of Grant Williams or rather don't re-sign him and you have a mid-level exception, but the Brogdon situation could change all of that. What do you think happens with Grant? Uh, I mean, personally, I, I think they should keep him. I, I, I mean, maybe that's too much big man depth, and maybe you do explore those sign-and-trade options and try to get a another guard or forward, and that could be something to consider. You know I'm a higher on Grant than a lot of people, um, so maybe that's clouding my vision. But for what it's worth, if they do stay under that apron, they don't resign Grant like the MLE's five million dollars. So they're just not going to get the value they get in Grant if they do decide to make that as a financial decision. So I, I, I think if if they let Grant walk, it would be less of a financial thing, in my opinion, and more of a it's time to to move on and or explore other pieces that could fit the roster better, which maybe is true, because now you do have three quality big men uh, starting caliber big men who, who you can play at the four and the five. And so maybe that's the pathway. I don't know. It's it, it's weird now because I, I think a lot of it depends on what you get back for Brogdon and or if they trade Brogdon, which again, I, I have to assume they will. Um, and I, I think it'll depend on that, but I would bring Grant back. I probably would say the Celtics aren't going to do that though. Yeah. I, I also would bring Grant back except this second apron changes everything. Cause it's not just a, a financial penalty for the owner it changes mm. uh, team building things i don't remember them yeah. off the top of my head but you don't get the mle <laughs> for example something to do with draft picks and on and on and on and boston's already looking thin and grant doesn't really fill a position of need now that they have porzingis which is a weird sentence i'm still trying to emphasize so i think i agree with you like grant was really good even if he fell out of favor with missoula he picked it back mm-hmm. up in the playoffs more or less. Maybe he's like the only player trying in the playoffs. I mean, Grant Williams yes. is really impressed, but I, he might be a victim of all of this. Now, if they trade Brogdon, then they actually can re-sign Grant. I mean, mm. I, I'm pretty curious as to what that looks like. They'd have to salary dump Brogdon, which is not impossible. Um, but I, I guess what it really means is like suddenly Boston just became a really fascinating offseason team. Um, because Okay, so Derek White will start. Let me hold on. Let me do another ad read, and then we'll we'll briefly go through what their projected depth chart would be, and then we'll, mm-hmm. we'll go to bed. So let me pause the action and talk about uh, our friends over at BetterHelp. And this is a service that provides online therapy. It starts with uh, a little survey, a questionnaire. You get matched with a licensed therapist, and uh, importantly, you can switch therapists anytime. But the the idea here is it's convenient, it's flexible, and it's suited to your schedule which 
is what we're used to now. Um, therapy can be really helpful in all sorts of contexts. You're feeling good. You're feeling bad. Uh, change is going on in your life. Just it's help. Uh, this is what we're doing here is we're just thinking out loud and it's helpful to have someone who's trained and supporting that. So um, we really like having better help as a partner here. And we think that because it's online, it's designed to be convenient and flexible. Um, we think that that's a really awesome product for the world that we live in. So discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash lab today and get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash lab. Okay, Jack Simone. Um, man, I'm, I can't believe it. It's crazy. It's a lot. <laughs> I know, it's, it's late. I'm trying to not wake up anyone or any puppy and so i'm trying to be calm and rational but i'm feeling emotional um okay let's let's be calm and rational i'll be loud and bombastic in the morning i guess so dark white's the point guard let's yeah jalen brown is back to being a two guard i guess mm-hmm. Jason tatum on the wing porzingis and horford or porzingis and rob williams rob williams is like seven inches shorter than Porzingis or something insane. It's going to be so bizarre. Um, yeah. Okay, so then off the bench, you have <clears throat> Richard under contract, Brog- mm-hmm. Brogdon technically. Technically. Hauser, probably not Grant Williams. Uh, so like Kevin Gele is the only one under contract, maybe? He's not. Horford. Al still. Well, I was going to put what him the in fuck? the center position. I guess Horford and then... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so then the bench, <clears throat> the bench at least under contract right now, is Pritchard. Brogdon, Hauser, Orford, Cornet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Plus the 25th pick. I, I, Whoever you get there is going to be a rookie, and it's probably going to be solid, too. It's it's weird. The thing I kept going back to, trying to stay rational and not deeply upset, which is half of my emotion at the very least. Um, <laughs> even if you get rid of Brogdon at this point, and obviously Smart is gone, you still have a starting caliber point guard in Derek White. The whole thing was you had three of them, trading two of them, probably a little bit overkill, but Derek White was arguably the third best player on the Celtics for all of last season, definitely in the playoffs. Now you have him in a full-time starter role where he was at his best as a starter last season. Uh, so you allow him to do that. You probably let him take on a little bit more playmaking duties where, I mean, he had a, he had a couple back-to-back 20.10 assist games. Uh, I think in February, January was the beginning of 2023. And so, you know, he can play that role. And so trusting him more probably will not only help him, but probably help your team. It just sucks that the byproduct of that is no Marcus Smart. And having Porzingis does give you a third scoring option. It gives you an extra source of offense in the post. I saw a lot of people saying it hurts their defense. I think it probably helps their defense, right? Like even before today happened, like we were talking about uh, Porzingis as a potential trade piece. And the way I phrased it was, he's probably the closest thing to an Al Horford replacement you can get in terms of can shoot the three and can defend the post really well. Uh, And he's, he's seven, three, like let's not gloss over that. Like he's ridiculously tall compared to the tallest player in the Celtics. We saw uh, in the rotation, at least being Al Horford, he's Luke Cornette. He's taller than Luke Cornette. And and we sit there courtside every game gawking at how tall Luke Cornett is. Like Porzingis yeah. is huge. Um, but yeah, Derek White's probably gonna be the starting point guard. And we talked all season about how oh Pritchard deserves a backup role, he's that good. Well, he's gonna get the chance now. <laughs> he's gonna get the chance <laughs> in Boston. Um, I'm happy for Derek White. He's probably the biggest, I guess, quote unquote winner of this trade. Just uh, just very weird. I'm gonna hate watching Marcus Martin Memphis, even though I love him. <laughs> 
yeah, man, I have a, I owe someone at the Young Game Changer Foundation an email tomorrow, and mm. I think the email is going to be different. Um, <laughs> Derek White, this is a better defensive team than it was earlier today. Marcus Smart, yeah, really good, dramatic individual plays, but he either wasn't able to last year or can't, you know, anchor a defense in the same way. And I think Derek White. And Porzingis, Porzingis is a monster. I mean, such a good defender. Yes, underrated. Between Horford, enough. between Horford, Porzingis, and Robert Williams, I'm worried about lower leg injuries. But I guess that's a problem for another day. And that's why Brogdon's probably <laughs> maybe maybe we we move off that for that reason too. Yeah, I mean, Boston doesn't really have any studs off the bench now. I mean, they have like a motley crew of a bench at present. Al Pritchard, yeah, like. Maybe Horford is too old. Maybe Pritchard is too short. Maybe Brogdon isn't on the team. Hauser. Hauser. Yeah. yeah. So, it, um, I feel like I don't like it. I think intellectually I understand it. And I'm not, I'm having no troubles like rationalizing it on paper or to you. I just, I, like, emotionally, not not even like as a homer, just as like, is that a cohesive team that you could learn to love Celtics fan or not? It just, it feels like Frankenstein's monster right now. Yeah. And it's everyone. It, it's weird. Cause there's only two ways this goes. It's either they win a championship and everyone all is forgiven or they don't win a championship. And this was a disaster. <laughs> yeah. If they don't win a championship, um, I don't know what happens to Missoula and Stevens to say nothing of the Tatum Brown pairing, but we can shelf that for now before we totally spiral. <laughs> um, Jack, it was good to see you earlier tonight. I'm thankful that you were happy enough to hop on the Celtics Lab podcast. Um, uh, what's the new name of your podcast? I always forget. How about them Celtics? How about yeah, them we Celtics? changed it. How about yeah, them Celtics? Yeah. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, big, big lawsuit. They had to change it. So check out the House of Celtics. <laughs> hey, Sam, how are you? Um, and yes. check out Bulls Wire if you're a Bulls fan. Check Please. Out Celtics, check out Celtics Blog if you're a Celtics Blog fan. And um, uh, Jack, I'll, I'll talk to you soon. Everyone else, like and subscribe. Um, yes. We'll talk to you after the draft. Adios. <laughs>